Hello and welcome to Capture Caledonia, the tracks that take us back, the podcast with me, Ewan Petrie. Each week, I'm joined by a guest who tells me all about the places in Scotland that mean the most to them and the memories and stories associated with these particular places. Then we listen to the songs that have become the soundtrack to these wonderful memories. I can't play all the songs in full due to copyright, but I hope that you enjoy the podcast nonetheless. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure you subscribe to it and leave us a rating and a review. You can also find us on social media. For Facebook and Instagram, just search Capture Caledonia. And for Twitter, search Capture Cali. Please like and share the pages with all your friends and family to help spread the word of Capture Caledonia and to keep up with the latest news. If you would like to support the podcast to help with future episodes, you can now donate on my Buy Me A Coffee page, which is www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash capture Cali. Any amount, no matter how small, really goes a long way. Thank you so much for your continued support and for listening to this week's episode. You're listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with Ewan Petrie. This week, I'm thrilled to welcome Callum Cronin to the tracks that take us back. Callum is a member of the traditional Scottish band Heron Valley. Heron Valley are an energy-fueled traditional band hailing from various parts of Scotland, including Oban, Lewis, Cowell, Glasgow and Stirling. Their roots lie in Scottish and Irish traditional music, including traditional Scots song, Scottish piping tunes and the Irish banjo. And they capture the iconic sounds of bothies, village halls and kitchen ceilies. They've already started putting their stamp on the traditional music scene with the release of singles Press for Time, Home, and the song Take You There from their debut album, Rome. 2019 saw the release of their EP, Eerie Storm, and being a big fan of the band, I hope that there'll be more new music in the near future. Having graduated from the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland and gaining a master's in music from the Royal Northern College of Music, Callum has enjoyed a varied career as a freelance double bassist and bass guitarist, alongside being a part of Heron Valley. Aside from his passion for teaching and performing live, Callum runs Slanger Sounds, a music agency providing services to musicians and events. Callum, thank you so much for giving me up some of your time today to come on the show. Welcome to Capture Caledonia. Thank you very much for having me. Now, Callum, before we get stuck into your choices for the tracks that take us back, I'd love to have a wee chat just about you and Heron Valley. Now, the band are made up of members from all over Scotland. So how did your involvement in the band begin? Um, so back in about the sort of later half of 2015, early 2016, um, Abigail, the fiddle player and singer in the band, she I'd kind of known her for a few years with sort of various different um, uh, music, music school uh, programmes that we'd done together. But she basically just gave me a shout and was like, my band needs a bass player for the summer. Uh, we had a sort of a festival, um, a run of festivals, um, sort of Eden Festival all the way up to, I think we did Tyree that year as well. So quite, you know, length the length of Scotland. And uh, so yeah, they just wanted a bass player. So I turned up, did a few rehearsals and it's kind of been um, just, just I've always been part of it since then. Um, obviously, a bit more of a like a sort of freelance member to begin with but now obviously a part of part of the band uh, entirely and so it's been good fun since then since joining the band uh, what's the adventure been like and are, are there any particular highlights that spring to mind yeah uh, i think it's been one heck of a journey i think we've <laughs> t together we've been through quite a lot obviously with different changes to the band 
approaching different, uh, slightly different ways uh, ways of approaching traditional music. Uh, but obviously, we've we've managed to get down to Italy, France, uh, America. Um, hoping to obviously the the pandemic sort of changed a lot of stuff. But yeah, I think one of the particular highlights for me is uh, obviously the US touring has just been like um, unbelievable, and the fact that we can do that is, is such a privileged position to be in to be able to share our music. So being able to play in these places as well as explore these places um, has been really probably the highlight i think in, to, uh, in general so far you talk there about um getting the chance to to head over to the states and and explore america is that somewhere that you had visited before or is this a place that you've discovered through uh being able to play live music so previous to the tour and i'd never been and i kind of never thought that i would get to go so early uh, i thought maybe it'd be later down in my career or in my life but yeah it's uh it's somewhere i Obviously, the States is so massive and so varied, and we've only been to certain parts, but we've been to quite a good spread of things so far. So uh, I've definitely discovered some places that I want to go back to, and hopefully the band uh, gets to play in these places again. And do you get the chance to to enjoy the places while you're there, or are you sort of, you know, all in a, in a van, you know, darting from one place to another? Uh, yeah, so we get... Uh, our agent's really good, and on the previous tours, he's sort of given us usually about three or four days off uh, in the middle of a tour as well as other days off obviously but um we've used that time to i think uh, i can't remember exactly what tours but um we saw yellowstone national park we went to the grand canyon places like that we, we got to camp in in the grand canyon and stuff like that so yeah uh, we definitely get to explore uh, quite a bit Oh, that sounds amazing and it must be a lot of fun to do that you know with with friends as well you know in, in the band yeah definitely i think that's the one thing is it's as much as it sounds like this great experience it is but the you, you are in a in a, a van or a car with um four other people who are tired and you know might have not slept well or, or nervous <laughs> for a gig or whatever it's it is it, it obviously it's good that we're all friends because it really i think uh stops a lot of um possible uh let's call them disagreements <laughs> um it's just like anything isn't it it's like being it's being a part of a family and you know all families have their uh their days where somebody's hangry or <laughs> um you know just you know need the toilet or something it's uh but yeah in general speaking it's good to it's good that we're all friends and that we we do get on I would say 99% of the time it's all hunky-dory and just 1% of the time we sometimes are a bit grouchy, but that's that's just it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. That's just life, isn't it? You're you're right. Yeah. Um, you chat there about obviously um, traveling, you know, abroad, but you also mentioned earlier, you know, doing the festivals sort of, you know, in Tyree, for example. Is it is it also, is it just as a fun getting to explore Scotland as well? Yeah, definitely. I think that I still, I still remain that Scotland's my favourite country <laughs> that I've been to, um, and I've not been to everywhere yet. So yeah, I mean we've we I've been lucky. I think in the in the time I've been in the band, we've been to quite a lot of the islands. Yeah, we've been really far up north, and we've been down to the borders. Yeah, and I've obviously managed to get along to a lot of these really good festivals um, all across Scotland. And Scotland's just as beautiful as everywhere else I've been in its own way. Scotland is just, is just stunning. You mentioned the islands there. Do you have a, a particular favourite? Because for me, they're they're some of the most beautiful parts that that I've been to. To be honest, I don't know if I have a favourite just because I, I enjoy them all particularly well. I think the one that stands out to me for one reason, one reason only, is Jura. Was we we played on Jura 
uh, a few years ago now and it wasn't really being on Jura that was the sort of the fun part it was the journey to Jura <laughs> it was just I've never been on a, in a situation like that with like the van felt like it was the boat because the boat was so tiny um, <laughs> if I had to pick one I would say it's probably one of the Outer Hebrides um, I've cycled from um, Barra all the way up to Stornoway uh, on Lewis so I've seen I've seen quite a lot of that and I think one of them not sure which one but one of them is probably my favorite Oh, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful stretch of islands that, you know, I'd love to cycle it myself. It must be a, a great way to take in, take in all the scenery that's uh, that's around you. Now, yeah. Callum, you've, you've got a lot of experience playing in, in orchestras, uh, contemporary music ensembles, experimental groups, musical theatre bands, jazz bands and traditional music groups. Now, reading that list would suggest that you've got quite a broad music taste. So was it always a dream of yours to play in a band like Heron Valley and, and have that opportunity to play traditional music all over the world? Well, yeah, and no, I I don't think I ever expected to be in a traditional music band. I, since I picked up a uh, guitar, like I taught myself a wee bit of guitar back when I was in high school, and um, I kind of went to some trad music groups and workshops and stuff. But I never really envisaged me becoming the bass player in a in a trad band. I knew I wanted to play in a band and and potentially tour. Um, but yeah, never 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 thought that this would be my I suppose my main gig but I do obviously enjoy playing in lots of other things so I do kind of I have other things on the go other than the band which uh, I think brings a lot to the band for from my point of view I, I can bring a lot to the band in terms of uh, musical taste and ideas. And where did your relationship with music begin like what sparked your interest and, and sort of made you want to pursue it as a career? So back when I was in about primary five I think I had this uh, there was a teacher who was a P7 teacher and um, he was in like a ACDC tribute band. <laughs> I kind of had this idea to play guitar. A lot of my friends were playing guitar and it, you know you know that way where you're a teenage, uh, not a teenage boy, like a sort of a young boy who just want to be like a rock star. So <laughs> I, I convinced my parents that I wanted to play guitar and I, I taught myself and with with the help from this um, this teacher in my primary school, there was like a sort of guitar club and we kind of just helped us learn a few songs uh, and eventually that moved on to things like ukulele and bits and bobs but in terms of the bass the bass didn't come along until about first year of high school i'd say and i just had that sound in my head of the kind of like thumpy jazzy walking bass type thing and i yeah i remember saying to my gran like, i think i'm gonna do this and i just went and found a teacher my parents didn't really have much choice in the matter and, um, <laughs> i went and found a teacher he gave me a, an upright bass and yeah that was that's kind of how it all kicked off um for me and then from there, you go to study at the, the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland and then the Royal Northern College of Music. Um, how did that sort of journey begin itself? And, and was it quite a, a daunting experience, you know, going into those those colleges? Because, you know, they're they're obviously world famous for, for what they do. Yeah, so to the worst the latter half of the high school, I kind of had a couple of options. It was either architecture or something kind of technical drawing based like that, um, or do music and eventually music just stuck out as the one thing that I definitely wanted to do so by the time I finished high school I had my place at the conservatoire and yeah so going there it's like coming from a, a relatively small town uh, in Stirling it's you go there and you're just suddenly surrounded by all these amazing musicians and you kind of you you find out where you actually are placed in the kind of world of music and I found that going to the rock conservatoire was definitely a major experience not necessarily for the playing side of things but 
uh, not like not necessarily for like the teaching and playing the bass, but more just the meeting of people and starting these um, sort of what hopefully will be lifelong musical relationships. And uh, I've played in a number of bands, different styles of music, recorded albums, uh, you know, played gigs, different things that I would just never have done uh, had I not done music. And then taking that journey down to Manchester, now that I'm I'm just coming to the end of the masters now and. Um, it's that was a whole other whole other eye opener and and that was quite a weird experience because i just moved to manchester didn't really know many people and that was again just another level up of uh i mean the players down there are just insanely good and the teachers as well just from all over the world um got teacher in czech republic and stuff like that so yeah it's definitely been it was it's been very very intense and there's been a lot of times I wanted to give up, but I'm glad that I've uh, stuck it out. I'm coming to the end of it now. Yeah, it sounds like a, a quite exciting and varied uh, journey as well. Now, to go back to to the band, obviously it's been a pretty tough year for for live music and, and being in a band, you know, has been a lot of unpredictable moments. Um, so I know it's hard to plan ahead, but what what are the sort of hopes uh, for Heron Valley in the, in the coming year? We're currently working on uh, a few dis- a few different things to kind of see us through this year. A few live gigs are happening. We've got a few festival bookings um, coming in. Uh, and then I think we're kind of focusing this year on just getting some new music together and get stuff recorded and um, finished off. Uh, and then hopefully hit 2022 uh, kind of in a really good position to tackle the massive task of kind of rebuilding what we'd what we'd started. So I think... 2022 will hopefully see us potentially venture back out to the states just depending on how things are working with um the covid side of things as well as kind of how quickly we can get uh get bookings and um things like that and then after that it's kind of just trying to build that up i think everyone in the band is really really committed to making the band as big a part of their career as possible and uh the states and hopefully Europe and potentially um, Australia and New Zealand are high on the list of uh, places to go to um, to play. So that's kind of our, if we had to have like a sort of three to five year plan, it's kind of just uh, to be touring and um, gigging in these places as much as possible. Has having had this sort of enforced hiatus from, from at least gigging anyway, does that sort of make you align what you want to achieve and does it give you that 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 spark not not saying that you obviously didn't have it before does it but does it give you even more of an impetus to be like right we really want to get out there and just get playing again yeah uh, i think if you ask anyone in the band the they just want to get out gigging we've kind of we've done a few things over over the lockdown like sort of online um workshoppy concert type uh things and they've they've been really good to keep us going and obviously, I think for everyone, just the time to practice and, and work on their own stuff. Um, you know, like Abigail's been working on her own music and Keith's got his own stuff going in the studio and me and Nick are still studying and I'll, we've all kind of taken on other jobs. So it's it's been quite a nice break from something that we didn't really think we needed a break from. But hmm. now coming back to it, it's, it's been like really exciting. We did a, a concert recently for Tides Festival in Argyle. And that was the first time we played together, uh, really. And yeah, that it, it just sort of the spark was there, and we all just kind of it felt like nothing had changed, but we were all kind of re-energized. So yeah, it was it was good. Now we're going to listen to a song um, 
by Heron Valley very, very soon. Do you mind explaining um, the song, why you've chosen this song out of, you know, the ones that you could have chosen and a bit of background to, to the song and how it, how it came about? Yeah, so this is from our latest release, which is the Eerie Storm EP. And basically we came back from tour um, and we had this kind of sort of new collection of songs we we kind of just put together over the tour and played them at a few gigs so we put it all together one of which was this track called Anna's which features a few different tunes um so yeah so I thought it'd be quite a nice a nice track it doesn't get played a lot because I think most our, our most popular release so far obviously has been Rome um with the kind of really drivey uh loud um trad tunes so I think this is quite a, a different, a slightly different sound and, and maybe a direction that the band's going in now.
Now, Callum, I think it's a good time to move on to your first choice for the tracks that take us back. So do you mind explaining the place that you've chosen, first of all, and why you've chosen this particular place? Uh, when I was young, uh, family holidays used to kind of involve uh, all jumping in the car and heading up north, in particular to Aviemore um, and to Inverness and the sort of surrounding area. Um, and I think we pretty much went there every year, kind of different different times throughout the year. But yeah, every year we went and we kind of always went back to the same place, um, kind of around Aviemore, Drumnadrocket, um up to sort of the middle ground between Avonmore and Inverness and uh, yeah, going to places like Landmark and eating out at this one Italian restaurant. So <laughs> this uh, this particular song takes me back there. I don't know, it's the words and the, the you know, the artist to it is it's it's not it's not really tied to it in any way. It's just that we always listen to this. Um and there's quite a few tracks that we played, but this one in particular just kind of um reminds me of the long drive through the kind of uh, windy roads of of, uh, of the highlands obviously you holidayed in these places as, as a family and now you've probably traveled to a lot of these places as as a musician how does it compare you know what are your memories like from childhood compared to you know going there as a grown-up well i think that particularly one place like avonmore we spent i spent so much time there as a kid and so i kind of had this like somewhat hazy um dream-like picture of what that place was like and so going back as an adult for different reasons like with the band or just on my own my own ventures it feels weird because things have changed but I still feel that kind of excitement of of being back there it's this kind of like um I don't know how to describe it but I just get this warm uh like nostalgic feeling whenever I whenever I see the sign for Aviemore in particular I just I just know that I'm going somewhere special and what was the family holidays like for you? Do you have a big family or are you, are you quite a small family? Uh, so there's six of us. There's four, uh, the four kids and then my parents. Yeah, I mean, my, my younger, I'm the oldest and my younger brothers are quite, you know, they're quite, you know, tall and quite built. So it's like we can be quite an intimidating bunch. And <laughs> we've definitely had our, um, let's call them disagreements again. And uh, a Cronin Hod is not uh, without its... Um, excitement and it, it often can lead to trips to a and e and, <laughs> and it's, a, it's always a wild adventure and I'm, I'm glad that it's it's kind of set me up for for future maybe if i have my own family i'll know how to deal with these things a bit better now <laughs> absolutely now the song that you've chosen is this an artist that has been introduced to you through your parents music choice yeah um so my mum and dad my dad's a, a musician in himself uh not so much nowadays but back when he was a kid he he, he was into music quite a bit and uh, but my mum has this kind of weird quite eclectic music taste that that you wouldn't think that she has now uh ranges from like led zeppelin all the way through to kind of nowadays like katy perry and <laughs> gwen stefani and, and sort of everything in between so yeah, so this is something that I sort of uh, learned through just whatever was playing in the in, in the in the car. But um, this was often often on the on the stereo. And were you quite accepting of your parents' music choices, or did you used to sort of rebel against them? I think that I never really had an issue with their music choice. I think that their music choice was really broad and not be not. Being a particularly like music uh, focused family, 
it was never kind of like you have to just do classical music or you can you know you have to listen to this sort of music it was just kind of listen whatever you want so i i, I developed quite a broad music said a uh, broad music taste because of that and uh, so it's i would i would say it's been more beneficial than anything it's funny because I, I find myself now like going towards my parents' music choices, stuff they used to play to be in the car on, on similar journeys to what you've talked about. And at the time I used to think, oh, I wish they'd just put something else on. And now I find myself putting it on and I'm like very aware that I'm maybe becoming more like them, you know? Yeah. And yeah. It, I find it quite a funny, a funny process as you realize you're maybe not so different from your parents as you first uh, maybe anticipated. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely. I agree. I think that it's... I do I do start to enjoy the music that they they put on um a bit more um might have not been my first choice to begin with yet but yeah definitely I've kind of my my music taste broadens out as I get older definitely you talked as well briefly there about your dad being a musician in in his younger days did he have a sort of influence then on on the the instruments that you've gone on to play as well I'd say not not particularly um because he was a a sort of uh, he liked to sing in choirs, and he kind of he went quite a, quite a few places around the world doing that when he was, uh, I suppose, in in high school, I guess. Um, but yeah, so he was he played bassoon as well. Uh, but I don't think that it particularly had any sort of um, it didn't push me in any direction instrument instrument wise. Um, maybe the sort of the bass from the bassoon kind of filtered through to me playing the doll bass, but I don't I don't think it had much of a. a uh, it wasn't much of a factor in in my instrument choice, but definitely he's he knows the value of music and and particularly taking music quite seriously. He knows the value for me. So, and how do they respond to your you know your uh, career? I guess as as a, as a musician, are they are they do they enjoy coming to to as many gigs as they can to watch you? Yeah. Uh, so over the years, definitely, mum and dad have been to as many as they possibly can. My dad's quite. Uh, busy person so with work and things so he's not always been able to make it to everything but they definitely enjoy and appreciate what I do um I don't think it's a a, a path that they ever saw me going down um and my, my parents are very supportive of it but they always kind of are like just you know it's your choice you've got to make it work and, and I think that 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 freedom and um I suppose kind of respect for for me doing what I want to do has gives me more of a drive and it motivates me more um than if i had i suppose if i had parents that were musicians i think that i might have not felt as motivated because i come from this kind of um solid foundation already we digressed a little bit from from the place but i think it would be a nice uh, opportunity now to listen to the song that you've chosen that reminds you you know of these travels up to aviemore and, and the surrounding area so do you mind formally introducing the song that you've chosen and we'll we'll listen to it so this is Come Away With Me by Nora Jones. Come away with me and we'll kiss On a mountain top Come away with me and I'll Never stop loving you Brilliant choice. I, I do love that song as well. And I think it'd be um, a good chance now to move on to the, the second place that you've chosen today. So where are we going to talk about next, Callum? It's basically just my local area, kind of all the way from Stirling all the way through to um, 
I suppose I used to venture as far as Korean Lark when I was a kid. And um, in particular, around the time where I passed my driving test and things like that, it kind of opened up so many possibilities for me, not having to rely on my parents to drive me places. And, and me and my mates could jump in the car and drive off wherever we wanted. And we spent a lot of time just gallivanting around the countryside, uh, <laughs> going up to see other friends and just having a really good time. In particular, the sort of summertime, um, just after I passed my test and then the sort of subsequent um summers the just the kind of sense of freedom was a big thing for me and obviously that's kind of translated through my whole life so far as this idea of sort of freedom and and uh, the movement that music's given me so this next song is kind of like this one of the one of the the tracks that forms the soundtrack to my kind of teenage years i suppose where exactly was it that you grew up uh is it in sterling or is it just outside yeah, so just outside Stone in a small town called Calendar. So that's where I that's where I grew up most of the time. I, obviously, I, I wasn't from here originally, but this is where I kind of did the most of my growing. And um, the the way I see it is, is when you live somewhere like Calendar, you're part of a bigger uh, community of like the Trosslicks, and then <laughs> obviously the, the the national park that we live in as well. It, it, I've never felt like I just live in Calendar. I felt like I live in kind of the Trosslicks or the national park. So it's kind of felt like. I've grown up in this big, this bigger uh, portion of the countryside. I mean, it's a stunning place to to grow up. What what are your real memories of of going through your childhood in, in in a place like that? Well, I used to do a lot of cycling, a lot of mountain biking. Not not hardcore mountain biking, <laughs> but um, there's I mean, there's so many trails and uh, paths and things. So we used to go up the forest and cycle about, build jumps and build dens um and then as i got older maybe kind of uh doing the usual wandering around the streets at all hours for no reason <laughs> um was, we've got a nice bit um called the meadows which has got the river running through it and you can sit and uh, hang out with your friends so yeah and then obviously once once i was able to drive and my friends were able to drive and things like that it we used to just sort of pick a place and just go to it um had a being quite a big catchment area for for the high school as well i had friends you know from the whole oh i think out to i think somewhere like balfron's where it goes into the, another school but you know all the way up to korean lark tainjum um Colin had friends all the way up there so it's kind of i was able to you know i had i had reasons to travel wherever i wanted and are a lot of your friends still in 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 that area because i i grew up in a similar place like a, a place called bankery which is about 40 minutes from aberdeen and when I go back, it's quite nice because there's there's people that have that have remained there, but at the same time, there's people that have sort of ventured off to all all parts of the world. Is is your experience similar to that? Yeah, definitely. I think that I have um, quite a lot of my friends actually have either stayed here since I left, or they've ventured out and come back, either travelling or working away for a period of time. Uh, but then there's also friends that have that very rarely come back, kind of like me before the the lockdown, obviously. Um, there was people that like me who just had barely been back and there's very few occasions where we all get to meet up again but there's been a few sort of usually like Christmas time um, meetups and we go to the pub meet up then but yeah I think that I've got quite a few friends that still remain in Calendar or the or the local uh, area. And where are you just now? Are you back in Calendar? Yeah so I'm back in Calendar. I've been back in Calendar since um just before the first lockdown, I was living in Manchester and I kind of just uh, 
made the decision after after a period of isolating just to make sure everything was uh, okay um, to come back up and uh, be with my parents and my family for what has now been almost exactly a year. And what's it been like? Have you have you had a chance to sort of reconnect with Calendar as a place and and enjoy being outside? You know, there's not much we can do right now. Or does does it feel you know? I guess like you're sort of missing out on not being in Manchester and, and the plans I presume that you had, you know, for that time, which has obviously changed. Yeah, I think um, I didn't really enjoy Manchester. And so I kind of, I guess that's just because of the time I was there and the, the length of time I was there and the fact that it was kind of always overshadowed by this and like what we what we now know to be a, a year-long pandemic. But coming back to calendar... I definitely feel more connected to calendar now than I did when I when I lived here originally, and so I just I took the opportunity to, to take up some little side jobs, you know, working in the bars and stuff, and I still I still work in one of the local um one of the local shops, and I think just doing that and reintegrating with the community and and being part of um the business side of calendar had been really beneficial and eye-opening from a business point of view and I think that then being able to meet up with friends in the times where we can where we could back whenever that was um, in the past where we could go to the pub and um, meet up with friends I think that having that experience now is is, like we were talking about earlier it's just kind of re-energized me and given me that that little break that I didn't think I needed but I needed I wonder, often wonder, like I've chatted to a few people actually about about this time and, and the sort of year that we've had. And, and there's a sort of general feeling of I wonder how we'll reflect on this time and if we'll actually be grateful, you know, for the time that we got to spend with with loved ones. And, you know, maybe like you, you know, you've gone back to your family and, and the amount of time I've had to spend with my my partner, which is, you know, I'd, I'd never normally have that much time. And sometimes you feel a bit overwhelmed by the situation but I I think I'll actually look back and be quite grateful you know for having the opportunity to just go on walks every day and and just be in each other's company. Definitely I agree with that I think that I've had a a similar but slightly different experience where uh, my girlfriend lives in Fife and I've not been able to see her really I think we worked out about seven and a half percent of the year I've saw her and so but I think that the trade-off is is that I've got to spend a lot more time with my family which I probably would not have I wouldn't have had a year with them, uh, like you know, a full year with them uh, ever again. I think, as sad as it sounds, I think that that's, that's kind of seems to what seems to be what happens when you move away. You 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 spend holidays and short periods of time with them, but you never get to spend a whole year with your family after you leave. So, yeah, it's definitely being nice and valuable when you know what's been going on has been going on. Nice to have that a uh, support network, I guess, of of yeah. of your family. Um, I want to go back just to the the story you told about passing your test and having that sort of freedom, because um, that's something that I can relate to growing up in a rural part. So when you when you passed your test, it must have been quite a feeling to be like, right, I can now head out and explore these these amazing places with my friends and and do that whenever I want, really. Yeah, definitely. And I think also I was at the time I was going to some classes in Glasgow at the weekend, and just being able to drive into Glasgow myself that sort of feeling of liberation from having to rely on lifts and you know it just it played a big part in in kind of like helping me integrate into my um the next part of my life of kind of uh having to fence for myself and do you know where you'd like to end up now do you have a sort of idea of like once this is sort of calmed down where you'd like to head to 
Um, I have no idea. I have to say, <laughs> um, I think that before the lockdown, I had envisaged probably just going where the work was. So maybe spend a bit more time in England. Maybe trying to get some more orchestral work there. Um, but I think also that my my long term dream is to have some kind of um some sort of big piece of land with uh, like a barn and a little cottage on it and that's where i would like to end up and 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 kind of build that for myself so i think that now that kind of plan is is definitely more prominent in my head um and i think that that's maybe going to happen um in the not so distant future uh, maybe maybe go move back to Glasgow for a little while and just kind of enjoy being part of the scene there uh, and meet up with old friends and enjoy doing that for a while. But I think that very sooner than I thought, I think I'll be moving uh, into the wilderness. <laughs> Sounds like a nice dream to have. I, I spent six six years living in Glasgow as well, and I, and I do I do miss it now that I've not not been there for for a wee while. Looking forward to to getting back and and feeling the buzz of the city. Hopefully, once everything is. Is back open but i'm also with you i, I kind of have a dream of being being a little bit more in the wilderness as i as i get older yeah. now the song that you've chosen to represent your sort of memories of this place and this time of your life is this a song that would be on in in the car when you were driving around having passed your test yeah it's it's just one of one of a few songs um my friend cameron who i play music with we spent a lot of time together just driving about and he would be in charge of the music and we'd always have this song on it was almost like my stereo was just stuck with this on um <laughs> it's just always always been on and even now when i put it up like i kind of i go back to it when i'm doing like long drives and it just reminds me of that that freedom and uh liberation i felt well i hope as we listen to it that you and your your friends from home get a bit of a nostalgia trip uh listening to i'm sure there'll be lots of memories different memories that come come flooding back for for different people and i just want to take this opportunity before we listen to it as well to say a big thank you to you callum for coming on the show and and sharing these stories uh with me and and the audience of capture caledonia it's been a lot of fun to to talk about your memories and also to to hear all about heron valley and your individual journey as well i'm excited to see what comes next for you and and the band thank you very much and and hopefully we can me up in person and some point in the future. Listening to the tracks that take us back on Capture Caledonia with you and Petrie. Thank you so much for listening to Capture Caledonia, the tracks that take us back. If you're enjoying the podcast, please remember to subscribe and to leave us a rating and a review. Please also go on social media and like and share the pages with all your friends and family. A little reminder that on Facebook and Instagram, just search Capture Caledonia, and on Twitter, search Capture Cali. Go on like, share, post, comment about it, and help spread the word of Capture Caledonia. 
If you want to support the podcast, remember you can go onto my Buy Me A Coffee page, www.buymeacoffee.com forward slash Capture Cali. Any amount that you can afford to donate to support the podcast will really go a long way and help to ensure that we can keep the podcast going in the future. Thank you so much for your continued support, and I look forward to seeing you next week.